Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hi, it's Hannah. On today's episode, Josh and I discuss the importance of embracing both the soaring highs and sacred lows of doing the inner work. Even after doing this work for a couple of years now, both of us are always finding new layers of ourselves along this transformative journey of deeper awareness. Take a listen. So we are both excited for this episode. It is just Josh and I. Um, and Josh had this idea of, to talk about the up, going up and going down as you're doing the inner work. And um, so when I was at work today, I was some, one of my coworkers was like, oh, what's your podcast going to be about today? And I was like, you know, going up and going down. <laughs> and I, so I'm trying to wrap my brain around being able to explain it properly so if you want to take it away, Josh, and say more in depth of really what we're trying to talk about when we talk about going up and going down. Yeah, it's when you're on a journey and you don't even know you're on a journey until someone says, hey, that sounds like a spiritual journey or, you know, an inner inward journey. And so I'm like learning as I go. But there's a lot of, whether it's coaches or there, there's just a lot in the spiritual realm of, you know, using gratitude or using um, affirmations with this desire to go up, to raise your frequency. Um, and, and those are important because you expand your awareness, you, you know, you realize we're all one feeling into that, that connectedness and that love and receiving new insights through intuition all, and all these things. Um, but there's also a down part of it too. And that's where healing trauma and feeling into the grief that just comes from living mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a an abuse situation you know if if you didn't experience that just by being human there's a lot mm -hmm. and we you and i as breathwork facilitators we see it right where people are just releasing emotion that's stored in the body. Yeah. It, and it, like you said, it doesn't have to be abuse. It doesn't have to be big T trauma. It can just be something so little. Like my, one of my coworkers today was sharing that she, um, we're talking about singing in front of people. Cause I happened to get up at open mic night last night, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> um, but she was like, wow. She goes, I like wouldn't be able to do that. She said, when she was little, something, she was in this group of, she got put into this group of boys in the chorus class that 
refused to sing that her teacher put her there because she was just that horrible <laughs> so she is like she's like ever since then i can't sing at all mm-hmm. and so some of the other my other coworkers were like do you let something like that from back when you were a kid bother you this long and so i just was like of course of course you know of course something that small when you're that little can be so impactful that you're still feeling that today absolutely and so when we don't we you know in her case if she were to just go up 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 and not go down into feeling that through feeling that shame of like oh man like somebody actually doesn't think i'm good at singing as soon as you feel that through maybe she could get up on karaoke night who knows Hmm. so yeah she could be anything yeah so and what kind of brought all of this on was just seeing a few people that have been my mentors and i just see them going do 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 but it's almost like they're floating away Mm. And now they're in the clouds doing all this manifestation stuff. And I'm like, come back. We need you. We're still <laughs> down here. <laughs> and so it's the, we need, we need to stay grounded and, it, and it's the down. And there's a graph that a lot of the um, spiritual people will reference that has you've probably seen it with the frequency with like shame and fear at the bottom and then it goes up 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 and it's like color coded and at the top is joy and i think it's david hawkins power versus force i'll 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 share it in the show notes yes okay but it's 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 very much laid out to be an upward because it it's like the bottom is fear and shame and guilt. And we're like, Oh, those are bad. I don't want those. So I'm going up. And so even this model, this graph is laid out in a way that it's, it's like, I need to hurry and get up here. Mm -hmm. And then, but, but what if my body is holding shame? What if I'm feeling shitty one day? That's that's the bypass. Right, because that shame isn't going to go anywhere until you feel it through. Yeah. So this graph that you are explaining, this picture that you're sharing has it as an upside down cone mm-hmm. with all the different um, uh, frequencies. Um, so what you're trying to explain, like if you were to design this graph yourself, would it just be a cylinder? So I was talking with my friend about this yesterday and we were on a zoom call and she got out the whiteboard. This is Kirsten. And she said, Oh yeah. Like this one, you just sent it. Well, what she drew was a wave. It was, it looked like a sound frequency, a sound wave that, that it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. It's not just the elevator going Mm -hmm. up. It's the, oh, I'm falling off a cliff right now. 
Mm -hmm. I'm feeling into all this anger and fear and grief and apathy. And on the, as you feel into those things, the byproduct is peace and joy on the mm -hmm. other side of feeling into the depth of them. You, you come out the other side, feeling love, joy, peace. Right. Like you're riding the wave. Mm-hmm. Love that. So part of what I I ask AI questions. I don't know if I've shared that on the podcast. So I mean Josh a good loves name. AI. Yeah. So <laughs> I was asking how is this manifesting in our society at large? And it's the spiritual consumerism where lots of self-help books, workshops, retreats, practices that promise quick enlightenment, success, and happiness. And so you sign up for the three-day thing and you do a bunch of whatevers. And then on the other side, you're like, I feel great. I am so full of gratitude. And then, but, but it's like the foundation's missing. Mm-hmm. Well, because I think, a lot of those people will agree. I, I know I've been there when you go to a retreat, whether it be a day long thing, a couple hours or a whole weekend, you feel good after for a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to be this new version of myself. But then all of a sudden you go back down into, you know, old patterns and stuff. It's because I feel like a lot of them only take you on that upward mm -hmm. elevator. So I think, so I asked AI, what, what does the down look like? And integration is part of that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. You have to go down, feel into it. And, and I, when we, when you and I were chatting about our intention for having guests on, we wanted to interview and ask questions in a way where they, through our questions, they were able to go into their experience, down into their experience and find the treasures. And then, and maybe they already knew the treasures, maybe they didn't, but leaving our podcast where they're like, oh my gosh, all, all these treasures happened in that experience now that we've gone into the story and, mm -hmm. and then we can share those. That part of the integration is now it's in me and I see that someone else could use that or needs it. It's like, okay, I have wisdom because I felt into it. I, cause we've all, I've, I've shared where someone's going through a hard time that they need to pray or that they need to um, do affirmations or things like this, which those aren't bad things. They're not bad things. And there's more to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where the somatic part of it comes in. You can think and pray and 
try to solve all of your problems up here. Okay, so some other ways it's showing up in society because a couple years ago, I wanted to be a sports performance coach. And there was something, some resistance in me where it felt like I was trying to get somebody to achieve, but I understood that it would be a hamster wheel of needing to do it again and again and again. And if they didn't have an understanding of the motivation on why they were doing that, a lot of times it's coming from uh, I'm not enough unless I'm achieving place. And so going down first, uncovering that wound, healing it, and then achieving from a different energy ultimately. Um, but what I found was I was working with a lot of pickleball players and they were like, no, I don't want to go down. I just want like help me in my brain so I can not be nervous on the court. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, it's in your body. It, it's the nerves are down here. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I kept going on my journey because the people that I, uh, I could feel that it wasn't authentically who I wanted to help. I wanted to help people go deep, but I don't know if there's that many people out there that want that. Well, they rather just take the bridge across instead of going down to the ditch where they learn all of their <laughs> lessons that they need for the next time that they need to do that. People much rather take the the easy way out. Yeah. The they pill. think it's the easy way out. Yeah, the solve everything pill. Huh. Okay, so yeah, it talks about avoiding pain. Mm -hmm. As a society, we're very good at avoiding pain. We're positive thinking culture, which helps, right? It's it's shifted generation to gen from like my parents to us. They didn't know positive thinking was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's helped. It It's shifted our culture. It's helped. It's benefited our culture. Mm -hmm. but it's once again, it's, it's up here. Mm -hmm. Well, even just your example of wanting to be after, you know, the sports coach, you wanted to be a mindset coach and now we're into more somatics. Mm -hmm. It's just your evolution is hopefully the same evolution that um, our country's our world is going to make. Yeah. Um, okay. And the other thing is self-care versus self-discovery. I really like this one. Mm, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Because it's so, like, oh, I can just go take a bubble bath and everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> or why am I feeling this way? So I would, this, this was happening for me this morning, I was feeling this deep hopelessness, like not want to live feeling. Mm. And I was very aware that it was a part of me, that it wasn't all of me. And I was like, I have like 50 tools. I can go for a walk. I can get some sunshine. 
I can exercise, I can binge watch Netflix, you know, there's, there's a million ways or I can breathe. Mm -hmm. And, and those are all good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Nope, I'm going in and I sat down and I went into my body and I sat with this hopeless feeling. Mm. And I was thinking, I've been avoiding this that has been in me. And that's the bypass. And sitting with it, I started crying. And I was thinking about this society. And I we pass like this homeless person on the way to work every day. Sometimes it's a, a different person. But there's there's a particular spot where homeless people will stand with their signs. And I don't want a tangent, but it's too good. Um, I Googled, if I was homeless, what's the best sign? What's the best thing to put on my sign? (laughs) Because Google will tell you everything. I can't remember what it was. Did you Google it or did you AI it? No, I Googled it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry to tangent there, but. No. Because, yeah, I was wondering, like, what one's the most beneficial? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Something about children. You got to put your kids. Yeah, if you bring your kids. Anyway, uh, so I was, like, feeling there was grief inside me. And I was thinking about. just my experience growing up and and uh i read something about how so many foster care kids once they hit 18 there's a certain percentage that become homeless and there was this deep sadness in me Mm. and i was just feeling i was like this is so fucked up like why why don't we have like it it's not about positive thinking to those kids they, they don't need affirmations. And I feel like that's what our society, as we're trying to come up here, we're leaving these people behind. And in certain ways, I feel like I've been left behind, at least parts of me, in an effort to put present as all put together. Meanwhile, there's grief and, and hopelessness inside me. So you sat there and felt it all through. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all, but I, I was, it was probably 30 minutes and I was crying and just feeling into it. And it, it was different than me breathing it away. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, and there's that connection of oneness that you know we are all connected and you just felt you know their pain which some of it as some of your parts could be there too yeah you have to because I love that I'm I honor you for doing that because I feel I'm sure so many people especially people that maybe you know are in our sort of world of 
you know, holding space for other people, we forget to do that for ourselves. Well, and I think the going in, there's like, uh, because I've met myself there, I can meet somebody else there too. Mm-hmm. If I've never gone there, it's really uncomfortable to, to see someone grieving unless I've grieved myself. And then, and they can feel that too. There's like an energetic understanding that it's like, oh, okay, you've been there. You, you get me. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have enough experiences that we've all gone through that if we went this way, and met those parts of us and felt into those, that's where we would, that's the, that's the empathy, the, the authentic empathy that creates so much safety, emotional safety for us to just be like the masks are no longer needed. And, and that's the work it's, it's this way. We gotta go down. Mm-hmm. Imagine a world if everybody if everybody did that. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I had this thought, I think it was yesterday or this morning that the like our parents' generation didn't really have an understanding of the depth inside them because their parents, grandma and grandpa, didn't know how to ask them like questions that would allow the, them as children to get to know themselves. And then because they didn't know there was depth as children when they grew up and then had us, they didn't know to ask us good questions, curious questions to help us discover the gifts and the treasures inside of us. And so I think about, um, so when my kids come to visit for the past well, up until recently, it's been very much keeping them occupied, like a very external doing, doing, doing thing. Instead of having them go inward, this self discovery. And when when you feel comfortable inside, you can hang out in the sunshine. You, you don't need the video games. You don't need the constant doingness. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the contentness. That's not a word. <laughs> Contentedness. <laughs> My friend sent me a video that there was a study done. I can't remember where, where it was a dark room. I don't, I don't know if it was pitch black, but they would have people go into the room, 
sit down for 15 minutes and they had access to a mild shock and they said 23% of the women would prefer to shock themselves instead of being with themselves. But 65, 67% of men were shocking themselves. And I think that's to my point is this discomfort of what is inside. And it's, it's because there's, you know, so much repressed, all the things, anger and shame and fear and guilt and in women too. But that, that study is crazy. Mm-hmm. That was shocking. I saw that recently too. Yeah. Like scary, but it's so true. Like I was so frustrated the other day or this happens all the time. My partner and I, I'll be like, on my phone, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I look up and I'm like, he's just scrolling on his phone. What have we been doing for the last 20 minutes? Just sitting together, like not together. We're together, but completely not. Mm-hmm. That scares me. And like, I'm, I can be aware of it. I notice when I'm doing it after 15 minutes or so, but I think of people that don't have that awareness and how long, how long do they sit there on their phones for? not wanting to that's that that's the shock that they're you know portraying in that study it's like oh i instead of sitting here with my thoughts i'm just gonna scroll and scroll and scroll what this this one memory i have like during the pandemic i went to chipotle just to get a burrito and i left my phone in the car and ended up being a much longer wait than i anticipated so i was just standing there without my phone and that was a point too where I was like I'm not it was like post wearing masks but everyone still was and I was like I'm not wearing my mask I don't have to (laughs) and so I was the only one with no phone and no mask and everybody in the entire store it was dinner time so like everybody was busy it was a long line everyone's heads just down like not no one's looking up and everyone's face is covered like what world is this Mm mm-hmm what world is this? It's, that was such a scary thought. And I, obviously people have have um, experienced that before, I'm sure, because it happens. Whenever you lift your head up, you look around, if you're at the bank, the grocery store, like it's just it's so normal. And I don't like that that's normal. Mm-hmm. So nobody wants to feel. And that's why I love your we're constantly thinking of different titles for ourselves um, as we go forward in our businesses. But Josh is my favorite with the aliveness coach. I think that is just so needed. That's what I did my breathwork workshop yesterday for. It's feeling alive. Mm. That's the only, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. We're here to be alive. We're here to live. And yeah, I hope I hope I'd be able to sit in a dark room and not shock myself. (laughs) 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 
Yeah, I, I, maybe the Josh seven years ago, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I'm, I consider myself lucky growing up. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like in high school. Like my first friend had a cell phone, like maybe in middle school. But we still had to entertain ourselves with nature. Mm. We were the last generation to do so. Mm -hmm. So I like to think somebody like you and I would be able to stay in our <laughs> be okay. I don't know. We had to, you know, take twigs and make little houses out in my backyard when I was little. So I, I'd like to think. I have the stamina for that. So with all of this, we've talked about it a little bit on other podcasts, but this it's so common for us to only go inward when life is like forcing us whether it's health challenges, divorce, bankruptcy, something, some, some problem. Mm -hmm. Something that forces us into that ditch. Yeah. That we're so good at suffering, mm -hmm. so good at suffering. So how can we create a world where self-discovery is honored and cherished safety tell me about that if you would <laughs> i think the only thing that's keeping people back from going deeper into more self-discovery is they just don't feel safe they're afraid of what they're going to find they're afraid of feeling emotions because at some point of our lives, we felt unsafe to feel. We rather choose numbness than feeling. Mm. If it's, you have to be sad or numb, it's going to be numb. You agree? Yeah. Yeah, it was that for four decades. Very numb. Not really even knowing I was numb. Yeah. So, yeah. So with aliveness and let's say you're an aliveness saleswoman where you you have the opportunity to sell this idea of sadness over numbness what what are the benefits what why would i do that 
you would do that because may I remind you, we came here to this planet. We chose to come here to feel, to experience everything. Maybe we chose, maybe we have to at one point experience numbness, but that is not the main mission here. It's to feel everything. Because when you feel into the darkest, deepest place inside of you that you're completely terrified of, when you feel that through, when there is a bright, beautiful, sunny day and everything is wonderful and the air smells nice and temperature's perfect, you enjoy that so much more than if you never knew what that darkness felt like. Did I sell it? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about like sensations or our five senses as we're experiencing something any you know whatever it can be whatever it is and the richness that takes place when we're really present in that moment we're really you know soaking it in with sight and nose ears taste touch mm -hmm. and that going inward into grief and sadness, it feels like it, I picture it like a cavern and that if it's, uh, if you go into the cavern and it's full of sadness, there, there's nothing to, you can't fill it with anything else. So you actually need to go into it and feel it into the edges of it, mm -hmm. feel it all the way. That's kind of what I was doing this morning was feeling into the grief and letting that move out of my body. And then when I experience something else, whether it's a quote unquote good emotion or not, there's more space in my body for me to experience the sunshine or the rain or the frustration of whatever. Mm -hmm. I have a pretty good metaphor, I think. Yes. You ready? Uh-huh. Did I tell you about my harvesting potato story? Nope. So potatoes, if I were to pick my favorite food, it'd be potatoes. Like in any form, I love mashed potatoes. Mm. I love french fries. I love baked potatoes, roasted potatoes. I love potatoes. And so when we're harvesting potatoes. I couldn't wait because I'm like, I love everything about potatoes. Gotta love harvesting them too. So I don't know if you've ever, if you know how potatoes grow, but there's a plant, potato plant, and the potatoes just come off of the roots underneath. So you have to dig for the potatoes. And so you pull out the plant and then you dig for until you find all the potatoes. And so I was like, oh, like, wow, like, you know, we're finding like these purpley red ones. I'm like, can you imagine back, you know, when people were discovering potatoes, like this, this, it's like gold in here and this ground, it's like 
delicious thing that's going to turn into french fries eventually <laughs> and so we're i'm digging 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 and then i find a rotten potato mm. my finger goes right through it and it talk about all of the sensations like it smells like the worst smell i've ever smelled my, I feel my finger go right through it. The squish, the noise of the squishiness that it made, like everything was like, this is the grossest thing ever. I hate potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't feel like, and there's no guessing, there's no, I mean, it's all a guessing game. You, you can't just go around the rotten potatoes. You have to keep digging. You have to go through them or you're going to miss the actual the good potatoes because you need to get all of them. You're not going to waste them just because you found one rotten tomato. There's still good ones underneath it. So keep digging. You kind of like get the squishy, gross one away. And then you keep going. You find all the good ones underneath it. So you have to feel through the gross rotten potato in order to get the good ones so that you can have french fries. Hmm. <laughs> french fries. That's the goal. That was good. Mm -hmm. and you have to feel it all like when i eat french fries i'm like oh my god this tastes good it smells good mm. all about it and when i feel a rotten potato it, it, everything knows that it's rotten grossest thing thus far on the farm i love that the farm has all the metaphors too oh my god that's the way i love it so much <laughs> learned so much on the farm whether i realize it or not did not think of that metaphor until just now mm. when well, i think authenticity in order to have that we need access to whatever is present inside of our bodies mm -hmm. and if you okay. just ignored the rotten potato and was like i'm just gonna look on the bright side it's a sunny day and i mean when you shared that that was like rich with details and sensations <laughs> and it was like i was right there with you <laughs> but if you didn't share any of that and and just said yeah i picked a bunch of potatoes today it's a different experience it's a different story Mm -hmm. you gotta give all of it to be authentic i love that full rottenness to its full potential is being a crispy french fry <laughs> well thank you for joining us today what's that wow it's four o'clock i shouldn't have said that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for joining us today in this episode thank you for listening to the deeper awareness podcast where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold we hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within if you enjoyed today's conversation be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast 
to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now, and see you in the next episode.